Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uneducation Station podcast. Of course, my name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend, Arthur. Hello, I'm a tab. Oh, didn't think about that one, Zach. You weren't ready for that one. We're not oh. ready. Nobody was ready for this. <laughs> Nobody was ready for it. Hello, I'm Arthur. Um, and today it's another episode of Unhinged Chaos, because that's just what it's become. Not sponsored by Team Kill, <sighs> unfortunately. Now, Zach, if I was a betting man, I would use Code North to buy G Fuel. And I would also put all my money on the the card that says Arthur is tired. <laughs> I know you're tired. Yes. You woke up like 20 minutes ago. I woke up like 20 minutes ago. He entered my house. I let him though. That's okay. But <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since you've came to my house and I was still in bed. Yeah. Now there's a reason for this, Zach. You may think, oh, Arthur was slacking. Nope. I'm never slacking. I was watching anime. It's close. Very <laughs> close. Not really, actually, now that I think about it. But you're on the right track. But I need you to understand, Zach, I can never be caught slacking. Ever. I'm not a slack. I, I can't be caught slacking, Zach. It's my num it's my number one mod. It's my ninja weight. Can't be caught slacking. I catch other people slacking. I can't be caught slacking. Let me explain why I wasn't slacking. Because I was having a good last night. I was I so I was I was just chilling, right, doing my thing late at night, right. You know, as every as as a man does, you know, doing his Genshin dailies. And <laughs> as one does, and I was just vibing and just doing as I do, and then I stop by Genshin dailies and do my other gotcha dailies. See, my my night is really weird. Um, no, some things are going on in in the in the in the Twitter sphere, so I was just keeping track while doing my Genshin dailies as one does. Um, multitasking, and, multitasking, right? Work and Genshin, so. That was going on, and I was already I was chilling. And then I was also uh, just playing like game pigeon games, uh, like you know pool and stuff with oh, my yeah, coworker. Yeah. Was having a time, and then stops replying. And I'm like, oh okay. Uh, she mentioned that she needed to wake up to early tomorrow. She's gonna go to bed. All right, bet. All good. All good. I'm gonna just chill, and I'm gonna just go on YouTube and kick it. And all of a sudden, I I get recommended a Dave Chappelle clip. Like a really old Dave Chappelle clip from uh, Killing Us Softly, I think is what that special was. You know much oh, about Dave Chappelle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know about Dave Chappelle? Do you know? You ever heard of Dave Chappelle, Zach? Maybe. Guy like Dave Chappelle. Guy like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, although ironically, uh, interesting enough, I never really watched him very much. All right, all right. I never watched a lot of comedy shows. So I was like, well I, well, I do know this. I'm, I know this clip too. I've seen this clip. It, um, it's one where uh, what was it? Uh, he was talking about how like, uh, um, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say he was making racist jokes. So I was like, wait, that that doesn't narrow it down very well. Um, <laughs> a guy like Dave, Chappelle. a guy like Dave Chappelle, yeah. But it was a clip from there, and I was like, having a time. And then I was like, you know what? I've never really watched this whole show. Let me see if I can find it. It wasn't on Netflix or anything, but you know, classic YouTube. It was in YouTube and cut into four chunks, Zach. 
<laughs> that is my favorite thing. If you can't find it on Netflix, if you can't find it on like Prime Video, yeah. there's probably like a series of YouTube videos. I mean, are- to be fair, it was probably on Prime Video, actually, now that I think about it. Prime Video does have a lot of things that if it's not on Netflix, it's probably there. Um, as well as HBO Max, because apparently we have that. Um, which I will get, get back into that uh, in a second, because that's another interesting detail. Uh, not, well, it's not that interesting, but you know. Um, so I start watching it. I'm having a time, you know, and then after I finish watching it, I start watching clips from his other shows when he's a uh, recent one. So he's a lot older now. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is interesting because not I mean, I've seen I, I've known of Dave Chappelle. Right. But I've honestly never watched any of his old, newer things. Like, I didn't even know that's what he looked like right now. Right. Which is a damn shame because I was like, damn, that's crazy. He's so much older now, it's, you know. So I start watching clips of those and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 have a time. So I sit there, Zach, and and until six in the morning I was just watching Dave Chappelle shows on Netflix. That's really funny. Yeah. Do you want to know what I was doing last night? What were you doing? I I kind of ended up going down a similar rabbit hole, but with the Jackass mm-hmm. movies. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I have I need to finish my story. Oh, okay, I, okay, I okay. just remember there's one more detail. I decided to go to bed. Because while I was watching um, one of his shows, I think it was, but I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> I get a text from that coworker. He's just good, and then she's good morning. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> 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 or no, 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 no. She uh, replies back with um, with her turn in game pigeon. I'm like, oh shit. I've done it now. <laughs> and I go and I and I text back I'm like I, I like, wow. <laughs> I should go to bed now. <laughs> and you know that's what's bad story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's bad when you can watch someone not literally watch someone go to sleep, but like be texting someone, they stop replying because they go to sleep. And then while you're still awake, they text you because they woke up. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's rather. I know you talking about my keyboard stream, Zach. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that was that the one that I did that? Maybe. No, I'm I just saying. I've, that's, I've, I've had that happen. I've had that happen on multiple occasions. The fuck you still streaming? Yeah, I'm looping these switches, bro. <laughs> my hands are like this though, but you know, <laughs> I'm running out of G fuel. I need to buy a new tub. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, I I ended up going down a eerily similar yes. rabbit hole because mm-hmm. I. So I have Paramount Plus. Well, my parents have Paramount Plus, which mm-hmm. means I have Paramount Plus. Right. I have the my password. parents have HBO Max, so that means I have HBO Max. You know. Yeah. So that you, works. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, and so Jackass Forever, the newest one, came out on Paramount Plus not too long ago. Oh, I think you were talking about the with Jackson. I think maybe, maybe not, or maybe I heard it from the grapevine. But they like the the bo- they came back and did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they um they released the. Their newest iteration of, of Jackass a couple months ago, probably. How old are they now? They are in their 50s now. Exactly. So what the fuck did they do? Some pretty gnarly shit, actually. Damn. Like, Johnny Knoxville got shot out of a cannon wearing, like, wings. Pretending Cl- like he was going to fly. Classic, classic. And then he w- fell into a river. It was pretty mm. gnarly. Like very very gnarly but 
Yeah, so I watched the newest one, which was pretty much 10 years after the third movie. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, man, I need to watch the third movie. And then I watched the third movie Mm -hmm. and it was like one. And I was like, I haven't seen the second movie in forever. Yeah, and so that's going to do it. That's going to do it. (laughs) So, you know, I went opposite chronological through all four of the Jackass movies Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a very interesting ride because there was a lot of stuff in those movies that I forgot about, probably mm-hmm. for a good reason. Um, because there was yeah. some pretty obscene shit in there. Um, but yeah, it's really crazy to see because like the first Jackass movie came out, and I think it was like two thousand two or something like that, like wow. a fucking yeah. long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so now here we are in twenty twenty two. And it's like, the boys are back in town. (laughs) You know, it's really crazy. And like, I remember when they were airing reruns of the Jackass TV show on MTV. Wait, no, it couldn't have been. I don't know. I don't remember. But I think they. I I vividly remember that being a thing. But also, well, I mean, you know, it was back in the day, (laughs) you know, in cable television, they just showed movies just regularly on cable so you know oh no jackass had a tv show before the movies did they oh i didn't know it, that. it started as a tv show yeah. i did not know that okay well then yeah that sounds even more infinitely right and i'm sure the movies were also ev- there every now and then yeah but it was it was definitely very interesting to just kind of see the the arc of the hooliganry right going yes, on of course because you know it i mean i I'm not going to say that that inspired some of the shenanigans of my youth, but uh, no, in- you should say you should say that, Zach. It, it inspired some of the shenanigans. Yeah, of OK, my youth, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would have uh, disagreed if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <Say that. laughs> and I, I mean, obviously, you know, I within reason, there were certain things that, you know, we decided not to do. But, you know, out of out of our infinite adolescent wisdom, we yeah. decided to, you know, like ride our bikes through a garage like through my garage but the garage door was like halfway down and uh, so it would basically just clothesline you ah uh, that was fun um <laughs> i love how this is this is like a rabbit hole that i decided to go down but yeah you, you gotta do it sometimes <laughs> zach dude we did some dumb shit it's the age of remembering and doing things again zach that's what the point of it is right now zach you know what tomorrow is? April 3rd? Yeah. That's my birthday, Zach. <laughs> I'm going to be 102. Isn't that weird? That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what was craziest shit? You know what was the craziest shit, Zach? I was out at, I was out um the other night in two on Tuesday for a company meeting ish for uh, for the leaders like the openers and stuff for for our work so we consider mm-hmm. we call those the leaders a little group so we could talk about you know like management and leadership you know that type of thing right 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 so we're there right and how we're having dinner by the way um we go to uh, uh, uh do I name drop? Because I had a bad time. I don't know if I should name drop. No, let's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I go to this restaurant. Um, I will say it's in the waterfront. And I go there 
and we're we're having a time and whatever. And I order a steak, Zach, just a steak, sirloin steak, right? You know, as I do, as one does, guy like me. Um, steak, steak. Now, the I, I, I need you to. <clears throat> so. I didn't see any like side like it didn't say if it was a six ounce or an eight ounce steak or anything, right? Um, but it was thirty dollars. So I wanted to believe that would at it would at the very minimum be about eight ounces, right? Is that fair to assume? Perhaps for thirty dollars? Yes. Twenty nine ninety something. That would still be disappointing. I be, at the very minimum, right? Right. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So we're doing our thing, and I get my steak, Zach. And st- Zach, when I tell you that this steak, I could might that I could grab it with two fingers like this, and I am not talking about the thickness, Zach, because that would have been wild. Good dog. <laughs> Zach, I'm Zach. Zach, I'm talking this, <laughs> and I look at this, Zach. And then I look at how it's stacked on top of a bunch of potatoes and then this kind of great, this kind of grits thing on top or whatever that is. And then there's this little cool little circle circle thing of sauce that looked like a toddler did it in two seconds. Mm -hmm. And then tomatoes garnished in a circular fashion, but the tomatoes were not aligned in a circle. So they were kind of everywhere. And I look at this plate. And I look at my coworkers, and I look back at this plate again, and I look back at my coworkers, and I say, "God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> bro, we are fucking, we are spoiled by like quantity." Say it, Zach. Say the thing you need, you want to say, Zach, because it's truth. <laughs> you know how much, you know how much value I can get out of McDonald's for thirty dollars. Bro, I saw, I saw, okay, so I was at Taco Bell the other day, uh-huh. and I was going through the drive-thru, uh-huh. and the, the, the person in front of me was like some yee-yee motherfucker from, from, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, and, you know, they were driving a beat-up Toyota Tacoma. Yes, of course, of course. Um, and. There's a lot of those around here, a lot of those around here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so. I drive like after they're done ordering and everything I drive up and they have a a bill of like $37 and I was like holy fuck who are you feeding how can you spend $37 at Taco Bell and not be feeding a family of four yeah no that's a feast that's that's like all right boys and girls son daughter daughter's daughter all right aunt mom and uncle dad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we gonna eat good tonight <laughs> and you know what Zach they did eat good tonight cause that shit slapped bro it, it's so crazy cause like I rarely spend more than $10 mm-hmm. at Taco Bell like it doesn't like and obviously I get like value menu type shit cause it's like mm-hmm. I wanna get four burritos for $10 mm-hmm. because I'm kind of a cheap ass but they have those things that are like, if you just want calories, have, you know, a cheesy bean and rice burrito for a dollar twenty nine. 
like $37. Imagine how many burritos you could get oh my for gosh. $37. Oh, gosh, Zach. That's, so many burritos. That's a lot of burritos, Zach. Look, but, but yep. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> you said, but, um, yeah, $30, $30 steak, bro. This is like three bites. Zach, when I tell you, Sadness. I was, I was looking at this steak and I was, I had my knife and I was cutting and I was like, do I really need to cut this right now? <laughs> Is this what I'm doing right now? I feel like I cut it to uh, like like the the act of me taking my knife and cutting it into pieces was copium. <laughs> like I was just like, this isn't what it is. I'm just let this is fine. This is good. And Zach, snake was okay. Snake wasn't bad, you know. But I paid but thirty dollars for a Zach. <laughs> that was that shit. That snake had to god maybe goddamn orgasm. Zach for thirty dollars. Yeah, bro, when, when you're thirty dollars, what costs that? Bro, I could get it. I could get an or actual orgasm for thirty dollars, and I would have much more. I would have more value. I would have way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and and I'm talking. So I, we finish, and I'm like, fuck. Well, let me finish my story though, because apparently there was a story that I totally forgot about. Um, we're having we're having dinner, and it's great. It's whatever, you know. We're having a laugh at my steak, and everybody's eating. I've learned, Zach. Okay, side tangent, but it's still part of it, kind of. Um, when you go to these type of stores, you get more value if you buy like things that are high in carbs, like pasta and stuff. And such. Mm -hmm. I learned this because look around and. Um, my other coworkers, they order like pasta and fettuccine and that type of shit, right? Yeah. And their bowls are loaded. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, oh. Your plates are full. Mine encompasses a fraction in the center. I can take my hand and pick up the entire, my entire dish. Bro, when you're cutting your steak into quarters, that's how you that's know. That's pretty sad. That's Zach. pretty sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, and then, so, yeah, and so, so, if you're ever eating at a place, I wouldn't even, oh, gosh, wouldn't even consider it fancy dining. I would just consider it, you know, just more higher octane than, like, Applebee's. Right. <laughs> so, wherever that lies, I don't know. Um, But uh, if you ever go to that type of restaurant, I would say, yeah, order something. The, the, the hack I can give you is don't get a meat dish. Or a vegetable disc, di dish, because my other coworker who doesn't eat meat got a salad. Bro, that shit was sad as fuck. <laughs> Zach, when I say this salad had like five pieces of lettuce, I looked at it. And you know, Zach, when I looked at my steak, he looked at his salad and then we made eye contact. And we looked back <laughs> at our food and we looked back at him, at each other. And then we both are like, God damn it. <laughs> that was Bro, us. When you have four pieces of lettuce and a single crouton, <laughs> it's like, and then just like a little dollop of like <laughs> whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you don't go where guys. The, the, he paid for this for the dress. And that's what it was. Zach, you know how much lettuce costs at Fred Meyers? That's what I told him, Zach. I was like, you know how much lettuce costs at Winko? Bro, that's sad as fuck. What did they do to you? What did they, how much? It was like 10 bucks for a salad yes that i could i could pick up my steak with one hand and his salad with my other hand and mash them together to make his really sad salad burger <laughs> and it would still cost like 14 what math 
40 times more than a salad burger at some fast food. What the fuck? What what did we what happened? What what did we just do? Bro, it's so funny cuz I'm sure that there are people listening or watching who are like that's not that bad. Fuck you, first of all. No, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. You don't understand growing up eating fast food in America. I agree that shit spoiled us. I agree 100%. Yeah. I agree that fast food ruined America. Well, and other things, but that's besides the point. Fast food was part of it. <clears throat> but you can't knock damn value menu, Zach. It puts you into perspective. Anyways, now to, find, to finalize my story, Zach, we all finish our meeting. We all finish our food. And my 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 boss says to wait because we're waiting for dessert. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about dessert. I'm angry, sad, and horny. I want to go home. <laughs> so <clears throat> we're just sitting there, right? <laughs> And that I'm is the, okay, I'm sorry. That is the best fucking sentence I've ever <laughs> heard come out of your mouth. <laughs> I want to go home, Zach. So we're just chilling there, and then and then um well I'm not I'm not asking that. Well, I, I'm not like I'm not being unpleasant, right? Because obviously I'm having a good time with my coworkers. We're You're like, I'm time. not that horny. I'm not that horny. <laughs> but you know <laughs> I was thinking about this $30, Zach, you know. So so, anyways, um they come out. And the waiter comes out with like these uh, stack a uh, stack of little mini donuts and a candle, and then it's like, and then like we have a birthday, and then the hands, and then the hands a dish over, and I look up and I look at my coworkers, I'm like, oh me, <laughs> 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 and then I'm like, oh shit, it's my birthday this week, I forgot, I knew it was sometime in April, but I forgot it was March. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the whole point of that story was to talk about how it was just like, I got to a point in my age where I genuinely, like, unironically forgot when my birthday was. Dude, it, it gets to that point. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my 20, because I'm going to turn 22. Right. I lied, I wasn't turning 100. Um, I'm going to turn 22. Other, last year, I turned 21, which meant, obviously, I... Obviously, <laughs> my button didn't work, I'm sorry. <laughs> obviously... You know, I would remember that one, right? Yeah. Or rather, I wouldn't, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's like when when you get past a certain age, it starts to mean, well, not mean less, but it, it starts to become less of like a, a <clears throat> an event, a fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. It's an important thing. And I, I like to think I, I would never undermine a birthday because I think you're it's another year into your life. You're not you know, you have you have a, you're not well, you're not dead yet. But, you know, you but that but that but that idea exactly right. You're still on this earth. You're still kicking it, you know, whether whether yeah. whatever condition you're at or whatever state you're at, you're still here. You're still kicking it. You're still fighting. You're still doing what you got to do as a human being. I think that's a, birth, a birthday is worth being celebrated. Yeah. Um, but every year. OK, let's relax. about it. <laughs> let's calm down because I'm not a person who like I like to socialize. Right. But I'm not the person who would go out to socialize, which right. means that if I have a birthday, someone else has to plan it. Yeah. And I'm not going to push that onto someone unless it's my parents because we're going to go out to eat for dinner. That's like the least we'll do, right? Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's enough for me. I'm not going to invite anybody else. So it's just going to be yes. We're going to go to Applebee's A-O, and get a good steak for a good value. And and then after that, just go home and, I, okay, I'm a year older. You're like, I'm going to spend $20 on a fucking 16-ounce steak. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I'm going to do, Zach. <laughs> Dude, it, it's funny because like as I get older, 
my ideas for how I want to spend my birthday just become kind of sillier and like less serious because like, you know, for your 18th birthday, it's just like, oh, wow, you can go to war. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what we value. <laughs> uh, but like as you get older or like as I've gotten older, I'm just mm -hmm. like, I wonder how stupid I could make my birthday party and still have people come. Mm. Like I was, I was talking about, um, going to like Nadenovs for my birthday. For those of you who aren't locals, uh, Nadenovs is like a gymnastics place where they have like trampolines and shit. Don't worry. I didn't know that either. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, again, I don't leave my house anyways. <laughs> well, I went there a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So, uh, and I had a birthday party there probably like 10 years ago. I think I went there actually now that I think about it. No, I went to G6. Never mind. Proceed, proceed. Bro, my 18th birthday at G6. Yeah. That was so fun. Still got my socks. <laughs> Wait, do I actually? Now that I think about it, maybe I don't. But there was a point in time where I still had those socks. Dude, it was so fun. Okay, I'll so get that value back, Zach. We're gonna go back. I still got my socks, bitch. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend two dollars on fucking socks. I got it. <laughs> so I gotta tell the story of, yes, of yes. that of that birthday because that was a lot of fun and very impromptu. Mm -hmm. So basically, it was the day after my birthday. I didn't know what the hell to do. I called you up and I was like, "Hey, yo, do you want to go do some silly shit for my birthday?" And you're like, "Fuck That's yeah, exactly dude. the words he said to me." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like." bro <laughs> anyways <laughs> but yeah so we decided to go to g6 another trampoline park mm -hmm. and we had a fucking time we did have a it time. was it was a great time and and then after that we were kind of like okay now what and then my brother and one of his buddies decided to meet up with us and they were like bro fuck it let's go do laser tag yep laser tag yeah, that, that shit was, was so much fun that was my first time ever doing laser tag which is interesting very interesting bro we were being tactical as fuck it was, it was zach <laughs> zach this was prime time zach i've been playing cod zach i've been i'm deep in the cod community right now zach i'm in red right now zach i'm like having a time i'm like bro i'm i'm peeking in the corner my crosshairs are high aim high zach keep your crosshairs up and you can get their head at all times zach <laughs> yeah so we uh we although the target isn't on their head it's actually their chest so hitting and shooting their head actually wouldn't matter with the laser tech but but yeah. anyways anyways <laughs> it was it was a grand old time and i think that that was probably one of my favorite birthdays just because none of it was planned all of it was just kind of like eh, fuck it and then mm -hmm. we just went and had a grand old time and i think that that is is like the best way to spend your birthday it's just not have a plan just knee-jerk reaction, whatever sounds fun in that moment, just fuck it, go do it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think uh, I think a birthday when you get older is more of an, ex like a, not an excuse, but just a, oh, I guess this is a good chance to do something, I guess. Yeah. Like if you were, if you weren't already just not going to do anything, like, all right, well, I may as well just do something today and then yeah. it'll be at, so like just another, another Saturday, another Tuesday or whatever. It's like, well, instead of, chilling i'll just go out and then i'll chill the next day yeah. i think that's what a birthday has ended up becoming for me um but yeah i mean am i just being old maybe you know zach you know zach guy like me i youtube guy like you guy like me surfing the homepage, seeing what youtube algorithm wants to feed me today mm -hmm. what it wants what my what it wants to rot my brain with and i got recommended 
a clip from Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan, Karate Kid. Oh my God. I know, right? What the fuck? That is weird. And you know what it said, Zach? And this, and this was the, um, the, did you watch it? Yeah. And this was the, the jacket off jacket on uh, scene. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking nuts. I look at the, this video 11 years ago. It's like, I have that on Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do, too. Actually. <laughs> it was a banger. I don't care what anybody says. It was a banger. But we also have the original Karate Kid. Uh, well, not Blu-ray, because I didn't Blu-ray, but on TV, uh, TV, DVD as well. I found that in the cupboards, but tvd yeah but uh yeah i was i was watching the scene i was like damn bro that's crazy look how young jd smith is what the fuck <laughs> he's a little baby he's a little baby he's child. a little baby dude in this movie what the fuck that's crazy that's crazy bro that shit makes me feel old as fuck i know i know i that's that's crazy but uh but then and then i got to there and i was like you know i I I've just finished watching Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Right. So I'm really in this this kind of fighting martial arts type of mood right now, right? Um, and part in part of how I've been incorporating boxing into my um or shadow boxing into my uh into my routine working out, I've been getting into it a little bit, right? So, um, I I start looking up some Jackie Chan clips from other movies and stuff, just fight scenes and such, you know. And he's a bad motherfucker. He is a bad motherfucker, bro. And I'm starting to look from his old movies, and it was a little hard to find at first. But then I've come to realization that the way you find them is well. I mean, you. I mean, okay, finding them is not hard because they are uploaded and they have millions of views. But they're in um, like Russian dub, and it's like oh, fascinating, and it's very weird because it's just like not only do they dub the dialogue, they Dub the action in the fight. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, respect. That's a lot because they do that shit all. They, they're doing. There, there's a lot of onomatopoeias when they when Chinese uh, fight choreograph goes down. Yeah, a lot of onomatopoeias, Zach. A lot a of lot, grunting. A lot of yes, a lot of. So it was absurdly funny as fuck <laughs> bro i just i don't know why but my brain just visualized some some russian dude standing in a booth and, and he's just watching and he's not moving at all right like you know he's just standing there you know twiddling his thumbs and he's like and you know it's uh, that that is just the funniest fucking visual i just had in the back of my mind yeah so, <laughs> so yeah, that happens, and I'm watching these clips, and I'm like, wow, I, I actually never. So I, I love these type of shows, like Chinese fight choreograph shows, because they're fascinating. Fight yeah. choreograph, fight choreography is always fascinating, and I respect Chinese ones because they're so they're 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 vastly different than um, uh, the West in the sense that they have a different way. Of uh, uh, portraying impact and portraying um or and, and doing cinematography in general mm -hmm. um i was also watching another part i was i probably got recommended it because i got recommended um some uh uh like uh this video a uh, great video I, I i if i remember i will i won't remember but uh, 
it was like Jackie Chan, what, how Jackie Chan does, what is it, uh, uh, fight comedy or something like that. Yeah. Fantastic video. I recommend watching it. Search it up. You'll probably find it. Um, and it's just a guy. It's like, I think the channel is like paint, paint a frame or something like that. Something along the lines. And he does a bunch of like a movie analysis type things of actors and um, how they and directors and such like that and things like that. And he described how Jackie Chan would make his films. Um, and obviously as a guy like me, I am interested in like the cinematography type thing. So I was watching it. Right. And I was having a time and it was fascinating. And I grew a massive appreciation for Jackie Chan and his films, especially his older ones, which I never watched. Even though I love that those type of movies, I watch them all the time. I watch Ip Man with my dad and stuff. You know, I was having a fucking time, but yeah. I never really watched a lot of Jackie Chan's older stuff. <clears throat> so it didn't, so I, I was watching these videos or these fight scenes of his older stuff, like from Drunken Master and stuff, and all these really old ones. I'm like, damn, bro, these are really cool and these are really good because I watched these, but or I watched old Jackie Chan movies, although like 2000s, right? Like Rush Hour and shit, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and he's really good, but he's he's got, I mean, he's not, I mean, compared to now, yeah, he's got some youth, but he was in this, you know, he's relatively old, like in his 20s-ish or so, maybe 30s. And then I'm looking at these old ones, I'm like, damn, bro, he's young as shit. Oh, and yeah. And he's doing crazy shit. And all these moves, I'm like, oh my gosh! Dude, it's so cool, because... I, I feel like the the inspiration for how those fight scenes go mm-hmm. are a lot different in the East than they are from the West. I and, think, a, sorry, well, a good example is if you watch Shang-Chi, or I pronounce that terribly, I'm sorry, I have a Laos accent, I apologize, I have, I have, a, I have a hillbilly Asian accent. Shang-Chi. <clears throat> so... The reason why, and, and so uh, it, this is a uh, the Marvel movie. I don't know if you know this one, the Marvel movie Shang Chi. Oh yeah, 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 with that that Asian that guy who is super Canadian as fuck. Hey, <clears throat> hey, um, I watched that in theaters with uh, Christian, and that's what we were talking about that one episode. Um, fantastic! If you have Disney Plus, Zach, I think it's on Disney Plus. You should watch it. Um, I heard about it. I just yeah, I don't think a lot know. of people were interested in it. Um, not because of like uh asia stuff or whatever but um i would say because of that it was fascinating because it played a lot in eastern type of cinematography mm. that's what i was f- fucking freaking out over while watching it because i look i don't watch a lot of marvel movies but i've watched a handful here and there right right and i've also watched a handful of western films action films and such mm-hmm. and i was looking i was watching this and i was like this is fucking sick because this is like jackie chan movie like it's just this chinese fight choreography ambush left to right two-dimensional choreography scaffolding choreography like one uh what i explained like a uh, one-dimensional choreography right like uh for example there's a scene where he's on the bus and he's just doing you know using the surroundings and his environment to move and fight and he can only move in one direction or, uh, in, in one dimension mm-hmm. that type of choreography very fascinating and it has this you know it's, it has its uh movie magic and stuff but um the stunts are awesome and Marvel is makes it look really fucking cool, you know, because that's what they do. So it was like watching a Chinese choreography film, like a, like a one, like a really old one or something like that, but with Marvel production. Right. And I was like, this is fucking sick. This is cool. So I recommend watching it for those who are interested, because that is my biggest example of the difference between a Western and an Eastern type of 
fight choreography in well in in cinema, right? Because you can directly relate that to another Marvel movie. Right. Like Winter Soldier or something like that. Yeah. Something like, you know? And you'd be like, whoa. Interesting. Maybe like and 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 you know, I'm not talking about I'm I'm not saying like, oh, you have to be a high IQ cinema movie nerd to get it. No, you can look at these two and you can see the 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 the, the dra- drastic contrast um, between the way they were um, the way their choreograph was laid out. I think the the most fascinating thing is seeing the difference between uh the the way that they fight each other. Yes. Like it is so fascinating and um you know like the the inspirations that they use for those fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Um you know like a lot of um western is more like hand to hand like um like UFC type shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, you know, in the East, they use a lot of inspiration of like jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Muay Thai, like a yes. whole bunch of very like badass type shit. Yes. Well, there's all sorts of things in China. Now, I'm not an expert, but I've watched a lot of them growing up. So I, I have a, a massive appreciation for them. Right. Um, so. The reason why I enjoyed so much, and also the reason why I enjoyed Chang Chi a lot, um, is because of that idea. Um, there is fist to fist and such, of course, but there's also mm-hmm. kicking, mm-hmm. high kicking and low kicking, and a lot of a lot of that type of movement, a lot of acrobatics, right. a lot of using your environment. Um, you know, like a uh, dancing around a pole or, or or using your scaffolding to launch yourself or hiding behind different things, throwing things. And it's a lot of, you know, we mentioned before, <clears throat> I think at some point, I don't remember, but when you're watching, like, it might have been that Marvel, uh, that episode with Christian, I'm not sure, but you're watching, like, something like Marvel, right? And these movies are fantastic. Right. Endgame will forever be a goddamn, just a hood, hood classic forever, you know? Banger. But there's a certain point where there's so much odd things happening that you kind of get removed like magic yeah and supernatural ability and thanos and thanos you know (laughs) yeah yes and you're like this is really cool but i can't relate at all right and then there's there's that drastic difference between that where there's so many things happening people are flying around there's a giant ant-man stomping on Mm -hmm. shit and then there's there's bruce lee enter the dragon (laughs) i mean i mean as stupid as that sounds it's like it makes sense though because it's very intimate it's two people going at it two humans right two humans just absolutely beating the shit out of each other using every single thing that they possibly can in Mm -hmm. their environment to be able to get an upper hand as opposed to them being like this is where i use my super move (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) well okay because remember zach you remember how pivotal bruce lee versus chuck norris was back then yes bro that shit was like that was more important than the presidency candidates like who the fuck is gonna win who the chuck norris but chuck norris can but Bruce Lee can, can do this and that, and but Chuck Norris is white, but he's also this, and and Bruce Lee been training like this, but he's yeah. Wait, who's the president? 
<laughs> oh, it's Obama? Okay, cool. <laughs> well, that was before then. <laughs> but, wait, was it? Anyways, besides, besides the point. <laughs> that was crazy shit. But well, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, that type of thing where it was just like, yes, there's movie magic and there's choreography and there's multiple takes and stuff. Obviously, it's Hollywood type shit, right? Right. But it's still more grounded than even, God, dare I say something like... um. Uh, a boxing movie. Dare I say? I know that was blasphemy, Zach. I mean, it depends. Cause it did. Yeah, it depends. There are there are a lot of movies that are based on things like MMA and boxing right, right, and that right. kind of stuff, where they put so much attention into mm -hmm. like the little things of of like you know how fighters move and everything like that. Okay, and okay. that's different from like. You know, like a a a, f a boxing scene in fucking Mission mm. Impossible or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think. Okay, let me rephrase that. Um, it feels real, but it has that thing that I fucking love, where it makes fiction look real and seem real, right? Yeah. It's that the Chinese choreography that is because they're doing all these types of flips and kicks and shit, and you're like, oh my gosh, and sure maybe at some points there is some strings attached quite literally maybe there there's some harness moves every now and then right? right um although i would like to think that and i believe that in the older ones bro they're fucking there's no they ain't no harness bro they be, they're fucking killing it but you know there is but at that point you know there's like multiple takes and stuff and trying to get the perfect one i know jackie chan was a perfectionist he would make sure he would get the perfect take right. um but um it is that combination of humanism and supernaturalness where it's a health, a healthy medium. Yeah. Where they're doing all this crazy shit, but they're doing it in a humane way. Where obviously, Zach, if I was to get in a fight, I'm not doing that shit. Right. As much as I love Chinese choreography, Zach, I'm not doing this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not... This would be sick as fuck and probably really intimidating. Per, you know, so I could play that game. But no, I'm probably going to do this. <laughs> Make them think that you're a jujitsu master. I go, oh, you don't want to fucking mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me release my chakras on you. <laughs> uh, but I've been watching these movies. Maybe I might do that. Fucking. But no, um, that is, you know, because they're. You, yeah, because they're doing these kicks and they're they're jumping and shit, and you're like, this is sick as fuck because you don't see this type of thing in in a Western action fight type of thing. Yeah. And if anything, if an Asian pops up in a Western fight and they do start doing that shit, the crowd will go fucking nuts. They're like, whoa, look at this guy doing this shit. You like that? Watched a bunch of movies. They're just like that, and it's crazy. Yeah, and then and then the example they use is like, oh, that's some Jackie Chan type shit. We're like, exactly. Exa that's the point. Yes, <laughs> it is Jackie Chan type shit. Now, and because of that, I've been uh, I've, I've been meaning, along with the Dave Chappelle rabbit hole, I've been meaning to see if I can't fiddle myself way in words, fiddle my way into like a little Jackie Chan rabbit hole of some sort. Um, trying to figure that out. Uh, they're not on Netflix. Uh, uh, but so I asked my dad. And, you know, I was like, is there, is there any, because I looked in, I looked in our cupboards and I couldn't find any Jack Chan movies. I thought we had some more. Apparently we didn't. Um, but, but that makes sense because we were a Redbox type of family. We didn't, uh, really, yeah. we didn't own a lot of movies. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> for those of you, um, before there was a thing called Netflix, 
Although I think Netflix was a thing. Well, Netflix was a Redbox at some point, wasn't it? Like a Redbox type of thing. was basically Redbox, but like through the postal service. Right. Like they, okay. would, they would mail you right. DVDs and yeah. stuff. So Redbox is, is, imagine the first streaming service <laughs> where you could watch anything you want, but you, you had to rent it and... Uh, it was like, 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 imagine like a vending machine, but for movies. I love how you're looking at me and explaining it. I'm just, but look, you know exactly what it I'm is. Looking I should at, look at the camera. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's I'm a, just a, looking back at you like, okay. <laughs> it's a vending machine for movies. you like, and, and like a lot of movies and even like recently released movies. Like that shit was in theaters like last week. It's already in the red box. Yep. How? I don't know. Um, well, yeah, you get it, you rent it, you have a time, you go back and you put it and you put it back in the machine, and that was it. It was basically if Blockbuster was a outside of machine. outside a vending machine outside of like a Walmart. Yeah, so That's maybe basically. Netflix didn't kill Blockbuster. Maybe Redbox killed Blockbuster, and then Netflix killed Red. Well, Redbox the whole thing though. Um, but who the fuck uses Redbox? I don't know, <laughs> someone who doesn't have Netflix. So <laughs> you're like, I have HBO Max. I have HBO Max. Um, so yeah, I, I asked my dad, um, like, you know any Jackie Chan movies? Like, uh, I think there should be some on HBO Max, as you said. And he looks it up, and yeah, there's a bunch of Jackie Chan movies on HBO Max. Um, although I have to rent them though. So they're not. There's not. Well, some of them are streaming, um, but a lot, especially the older ones, I have to. I have to rent them. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's fair. Whatever, fine. Um, so I might have to indulge that. You know, that's a fun rabbit hole to go down just because, like, not only are you going back in time when it comes to, like, mm -hmm. the way that movies were made, but also, you know, you're 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 seeing a man in his prime. Like, yes. back when Jackie Chan was, like, the baddest motherfucker around. Mm -hmm. I mean, he still is, but, like... The youngest Jackie Chan I remember is Rush Hour, you know? Yeah. Which is... Mm, I thought it was two thousands. Apparently, it's like ninety eight or something. I did not know. That. I thought it was the two thousands. I didn't know it was nineties. Although it's late nineties, but that's wild. That blew my mind because I thought it was two thousands. Dude, it, it's so crazy because the movies that I spent a lot of time watching when I was younger were from like the eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I look back at movies that I watched when I was a kid, mm -hmm. especially like the act action movies, like the Terminator movies, and yeah. Like, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, I I didn't realize that they were making those movies that long ago. Yeah. It, it feels so recent, but it's, you know, we're so removed yeah, from it. Yeah, I now. mean, it feels not, not necessarily recent, but not that long ago. Like, I was, like I said, Rush Hour, I was like, yeah, I was like 2000-ish, mid-2000s. Rush you Hour want, 1, 2, and 3, you know? Do you want to know something that's going to blow your fucking mind? What? Toy Story came out. The first Toy Story came out in 1995. I know. That's nuts. That does not feel like a 95 movie. What was the first 3D, right? The first 3D animated film, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. And I think back, then again, I haven't seen very many clips of it, but I think back and I was like, it looked pretty good. It still does. It, I think it still looks pretty good, right? I, I cannot, I barely can remember it and probably, you know, 1080p helps. <laughs> uh, not not being 8K IMAX. Well, maybe it was, but upscaled. But you know, not being the greatest resolution, not being the greatest pixel density, probably helped. I mean, even then, even like the 
the fact that they went like okay i love i love that this is where we're at now because Mm -hmm. like this is a really fun rabbit hole to go down like the the loopholes that they would find to be able to get the end result that they wanted Mm -hmm. back in like the the mid to early 90s like that was when that was the disney renaissance you know like that was when the lion king came Mm -hmm. out that was when aladdin you know like all of these amazing animated movies that's Mm -hmm. when they came out was in the mid to late 90s right and so just seeing all of the stuff that they were able to accomplish when you know this is when fucking windows 95 Mm -hmm. you know like that's where we were at with technology at that time and so they were still able to make this beautiful movie like the lion king like Mm -hmm. it is an absolutely gorgeous animated movie Mm -hmm. and you know like 97 i think is when that came out it's like what the fuck yeah that's nuts so i'm old and you're old we're all old zach we're we're doing the thing where we talk about old things but old things are cool old things are cool (laughs) and i'm not and i'm not trying to go full hipster like ah bro if it came out before 86 then that's when it was good and if you're you're if you're walking around in bell bottom i'm gonna punch you in the face all right like let's relax let's have it i hope you step in a puddle um yikes (laughs) but like it's cool to to look back with the the hindsight of today and and to look at how much movies have changed the process of making movies have changed you know Mm -hmm. like star wars yeah like the the the, the ogs the ogs you look at you look at the original well i'm gonna say the original trilogy um but like the the four five six yeah yeah um you look at those movies and then you look at the movies that disney is coming out with like the star wars movies that they're making now Mm -hmm. it's like whoa yeah you know it it feels like we're in an entirely different universe when it comes to cinematics because we've come so far Mm -hmm. it's so cool and and like you know i i just love learning about the history of things you can say what you want about the new star wars but like yeah the cinematography and the vfx are nuts oh yeah you know and it's yeah when you put it in perspective of literally star wars 4 yeah a lot has changed and a lot has changed for the better you know and it also tells you that um yeah you you good visual effects doesn't make the movie but anyways that's besides the point that's not the scope of this (laughs) the scope of this is cinematography and i think that's precisely why i'm I'm interested in watching like the old jackie chan movies because i'm interested in that cinematography i'm seeing i'm thinking about what i could learn from it because i've recently i've been watching a bunch of just new YouTube tutorials and stuff. Just like, I don't know how it ended up in my home homepage, but I've just been seeing a bunch of like tutorials on, on like Photoshop and shit and, and like, uh, and after effects. I'm like, I don't even necessarily care to know these because I've been doing it for a while, but I'll watch them anyways. And I'm watching these and they are informative, even though it's a lot of things that I understand already or something I could figure out. 
it is good to know and it's good to know that a lot of people can just jump right in and, and you know not have to worry about it because I remember a time where not a lot of tutorials existed and if they did they're like an hour long and there was some dude with like bandycam.com free license and they talk like this hello welcome back to after effects tutorial number 34 welcome to after effects 2012 today i'm going to be showing you how to cut your clips that's how it was zach yeah that's how i had to learn and now you know how people have to learn 10 minute videos transitions shaking as shake what's up guys welcome back to another episode of after effects we're gonna learn how to edit cod clips in two seconds ah! that's how you do it <laughs> later nerds hit the bell subscribe follow my tiktok and i'm like Ooh, what that's crazy i wish i had this yeah yeah, and and the the fact that you have so many uh, like so many different people who are trying to teach the same thing, mm -hmm. and so if you don't understand how to do something, if, someone else has it. Yeah, someone, someone else has else, a different way to explain it. Yeah, and so when when you're learning all of that kind of stuff, like you know, for me it was like editing photos in Lightroom and Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I initially learned from me just fucking around and finding out, and mm -hmm. then there were people like Peter McKinnon and those mm -hmm, guys mm -hmm. who would talk about editing in photoshop and everything like that and then you know i would talk to like ben he would show me a bunch of really cool editing stuff in in photoshop that is just some wizardry type shit mm -hmm. you know it's super super informative and it's really fun to just have so many different ways to explain the same thing yes i think i we just talked about this i think recently um about how easy it is to obtain information and i fucking love yes, it. yes it's fantastic now then, I'm going to do a slight rebuttal, but I'm not against it. Now, as I said, I'm interested in studying the cinematography of the old. Just see what I can learn. Just see what I can grasp upon. Just to see how, not necessarily how they did things, but how they ended up coming to such workarounds to obtain these things. So when it comes to like the history of cinematography and everything mm. like that, I fucking love going down that rabbit hole yeah because like i've talked to you about how in the wizard of oz from the 1920s mm -hmm. how they were able to like film movies in color and they had three reels of film going at the same time with one camera mm -hmm. and it was so loud they had to put a box around it with a bunch of insulating foam so that it wouldn't obstruct yeah. sound um and it, it's just all of those different things, all of those workarounds that they came to. And like even even the way that they would shoot like tracking shots, how they would have like a dolly mm -hmm. and like, you know, they would get pushed around on on tracks. Yes. With this giant camera rig. And, mm -hmm. you know, they would have to find a way to make it so that they could get the shot that they wanted. And then, you know, like growing up, seeing the end result. And then as I've gotten older wanting to go back and see the process of how they did all of those things not only just from like a a nerdy historian standpoint but also mm -hmm. from the standpoint of like a photographer and cinematographer right it is so fucking fascinating it's mm -hmm. so cool and like you know learning that they made a real like they literally built a fucking 20 foot tall dinosaur for jurassic park they built the fucking t-rex arthur they built they it. They built that shit, Zach. <laughs> and 
um, I found a thread about Jurassic Park. Sorry, this is a weird little tangent, uh-huh. but um, there was like a, a thread of people who worked on that movie talking about how the how they like built the dinosaur and everything. And it was mm-hmm. it, it had like all of the animatronics and all of that kind of shit. And so sometimes they would like they had the scene where the T-Rex was in the rain and everything like that. And mm-hmm. there were electronics inside of the dinosaur. Right. And so things started getting all fucky wucky. And so someone had to climb in and then it would just randomly start fucking moving. And it would be it would basically just come to life. Mm -hmm. And it is the most fucking terrifying thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But that's the kind of shit that they would do. They would Mm -hmm. build a dinosaur to make a dinosaur movie because Mm -hmm. the the VFX of that time were not at the level that they're at now. Mm -hmm. Because practically. Like it would make absolutely no sense to build an actual dinosaur because the CGI of today it's so fucking exact there's dinosaur dot uh, something something i don't know what i don't know what extension a, a cinema 4d or this dinosaur dot c4d zach put that in there with some materials and some lighting and that's a fucking dinosaur zach yeah and because of that there's something that got lost yep Editor Anuki is back. He's ready. He's, he's back for around, I don't know, like 50 at this point. But it'll be a quick one. It'll be a short one. Because... I'm ready. All right. Because Sensei Nuki has some things to say. It is good that I'm looking around and I'm seeing these fast-paced tutorials. And even if they're long, that just means they're incredibly condensed. Yep. A lot of information is in that uh, in them now. Like a one hour After Effects tutorial in 2022 probably has way more information than a one hour After Effects tutorial in 2016 when I started. Yeah. And that is great. But something got, or no, I'm going to change my phrasing. Something didn't necessarily get lost, but there is a movement in which it is very easy for someone to start editing. Yeah. You learn the effects, you learn how to cut, and you learn how to do this and that, and you have a cut, and you have a copy and paste Call of Duty edit that looks the same exact thing as everything else. Right. That's not a bad thing because it looks great. And if that's the case, then those type of editors, they can do their thing, they can get paid a reasonable amount, and they're 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 doing their thing. And teams and organizations, they need a a a, a project that needs to be edited, not by some random dude with Sony Vegas in one and and thirty minutes. You know, you want something a little bit better. You got a bunch of things, bunch of editors to choose from who can make something that looks at least decent, right? And that'd be great. The problem now is that something got lost in the form of flow and creativity. Yes. Because when you have the same exact thing over and over and every, anybody look, I've seen it. I'm not calling anybody out. And, I'm not, and if you, if I, if it seems like I'm calling you out, it's not a bad thing because this is just how one gets off, gets their feet off the ground. Nowadays, different around my time, Zach, the dark ages, <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, the After Effects darkies. <laughs> 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 uh, 
it's different now because back then, if you were just starting out, it would look only ever so slightly better than someone with like a five minute knowledge of Sony Vegas. Yeah. Only a little bit better. There'd just be flow and velocity and speed ups and shit. That's about it. And they'd be like, damn, he'd be editing or he's just starting out. That's pretty good. Now, it you start out with your shakes and your motion blurs and shit, and they're getting it. And that's fantastic. Now then, when you have... When you go to a restaurant, Zach, and you're having a time, you look in the, you look in the menu, and you see this $30 steak, and you're like, okay, maybe not today. Um, and you look at the other value propositions and other food, and they're looking nice and tasty, but they're real expensive, Zach. You know what's always there, Zach. You know what's always there that's going to treat you well and is not going to harm you and not going to put that on your wallet, Zach. You know what's there? You know what? You know what, Zach? You know what's calling your name, Zach? Those chicken tenders are calling your name, Zach. <laughs> With the ranch <laughs> and the barbecue sauce, Zach. It's there. It's not going to hurt you, Zach. You go to a restaurant, you don't know what these fancy, what are these French words? Yo, y'all got the chicken tenders? Hell yeah. I need some chicken tendies, boy. Y'all got spaghetti? <laughs> And meatballs, please. Bro, I'll take some spaghetti with that that marinara sauce that came out of that glass jar that everyone... No, that, that damn can, Zach. It came out of a can. The, the noodles came out of a can too, Zach. Because that's how much they're... Campbell's <laughs> chicken noodle soup. Oh, reliable. I, okay, I love the point that you're trying to make because when when we have that opportunity to just copy and paste and be able to come up with an end result that is like relatively okay you know i think i think that and i'm gonna stroke your ego because it 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 makes sense please do zach i would love that i was i was about to make a really really inappropriate gesture um (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) so the difference between the edits that you see just like Call of Duty edit number 1,426,573 and your edits is that you found your own style and you took your own kind of road to get there. And your style is fucking cool. I love it. Thank you. I lo- like out of all of the Call of Duty edits that I've seen in my day, like yours are the most enjoyable to watch for me. Thank you. And a part of it is also like a boy that's my boy <laughs> look at my boy i know that guy <laughs> <laughs> i filmed for him i uh, listened to his album before he was in the anime <laughs> but you know there's there's that part of it and then there's also you know that attention to detail that that willingness to do something that not a lot of people want to do to be able to stand out and i feel like that's a part of the reason why you've been able to get so far with editing i think the so I don't because I've had these rants in multiple different occasions in multiple different scenarios in multiple different platforms. So I don't know if I've said this in the podcast yet. You probably have. I probably have. I'm going to do it again, <laughs> Zach, because that was different because I've learned a lot since then. I've learned. Oh, God, that was gross. I apologize. <laughs> I've learned to burp directly into my microphone. I <laughs> I have not been editing very much recently these days, but. That doesn't mean I've been slacking, Zach, because I told you I'd never be slacking. Ever. The callback to the beginning of the episode. I cannot be slacking, Zach. So, 
I've been learning and I've been studying here and there. And that part of that studying has to do with that Jackie Chan stuff and, you know, all these mm -hmm. type of things. Because at the end of the day, when you're editing things like Call of Duty edits and stuff, the editor kind of becomes more than just the editor. Because when you're putting music in, into behind call uh, gaming clips, not even just call it gaming clips, piecing them together, figuring them out, there isn't really a main man behind it. There's no director. There's no producer or anything. The mm -hmm. editor becomes that. Unless one wants to be, of which case that becomes a gray area where a lot of the kids nowadays, they're like, no, I'm the editor. I want freedom and creative editing freedom and I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, I hate to break it to you, Zach, but if you tell that to the producer on the movie you're working on, you're getting the fuck out of there. You're getting booted. You're getting out. You're like, you can get the fuck out of my way because you don't. I'm paying you to edit this for me. And you I'm paying you a talented individual of which I recognize to work on this film for me. If you can't even respect that and respect me, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to leave. Right. Does that Now, there is a very gray area in that where I where my belief stands because I think an editor should have creative freedom. Especially for something like gaming montages, because that isn't necessarily as serious of a topic or mm -hmm. serious as a position of like a movie. So that being said, you are still being uh, employed by an employer, by a client. Well, I guess at that point, that client, well, is enlisting your help. So it's not necessarily employment, but they are enlisting you to do a, of something of which they have an initial vision for right therefore you can't stray that far if they come to an editor and say hey i want a rap edit and the editor goes all right cool now hold your horses i know you're about to make you do your speech but i'm gonna let you finish i'm gonna edit to some fucking metal and you're gonna like it and the guy's like well, I came to you because you edit rap and, you know, I see in your portfolio and yeah, and you do do every there now and then. But I came to you because I was interested in your rap edits. Do you think if I, I am paying you after all, do you think you can do a rap edit? And I'll be like, and they, they, they'd be like, yeah, you can get the fuck out. You can get the fuck out of my DMs. I'm going to screenshot my D these DMs. I'm going to tweet these DMs. I'm going to have all my editor buddies retweet it and I'm going to flame you for it. And that's the editing community right now. First of all. Fuck you if you do that. <laughs> Second of all, they're... <laughs> I just fucking killed my friend, Zach. <laughs> because that's what they be doing, Zach. And that's why I don't associate with the editing community. Because I don't like what they're doing. Because they have created this incorrect misconception of how things should be. And I can't put my foot down because I'm not anyone of massive power. I've done, I've, I've made, I've done a lot of edits. I've made a name for myself, and that's a, that's a true, and that's a, that's a fact. But I can't change things. Right. I can only add my, give my advice, and help a few editors here and there. But I can't appease an entire community of teenagers and young adults who act like children. I you have you ever tried to please children, Zach? It doesn't work. Have you tried to convince a child 
that he should eat his broccoli because it's good for him. No. Or rather, have you not necessarily have you tried? Have you been successful at doing so? No. No. I have a very good thing. I have uh -huh. a good thing. Um, I am calling my editing friends child, uh, children because you guys are. What the fuck? Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start from the beginning of that rant. First of all, fuck you if you do that. Uh, but second of all, it, it's it's one of those situations where it, it's supposed to be a collaboration mm -hmm. because you are taking someone else's footage, someone else's clips, whatever. Mm -hmm. You are adding things to it and then giving it back to them. Mm -hmm. Right. That is the point. And if you're doing your own edit, like you recorded your own clips and then you edited them, do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? You do you, boo-boo. Just don't fuck with someone else's work and act like an entitled prick because you're sitting there with your mom's fucking MacBook Pro trying to act like you're hot shit because you're copy and pasting edits from people who are doing it better than you. It's like, you, you know you know what I mean? It It's just... it it The, the amount of entitlement and, and like now I'm getting a little bit uh -huh. heated about it because like... You know, that's... No, it's warranted because you're getting heated because you are an outsider looking in, but you are not just some random Joe Schmo. You have an idea of how the in, how these things go in different ways, in the outside way, the way that isn't inside the community, the way that isn't just the mentality of the community eating itself alive. Right. You're looking right at it from outside the community, and sure, you don't know the nuances of the community. You don't know where it's grown and where it's been, you know? But... Do you have that outlook? And they can't drag you into it because you're not in that community. Right. That's not fair. You're looking at it from the perspective of someone who is rational. <laughs> but my point is that that's not a bad thing. It really do be like that. Sometimes. really do be like that. I know. I just talked about how I was being all fucky wucky Zach about my boys and my girls and my fellow editors who are sitting there like man I can't believe my preview I tweeted did only got thousand likes I'm, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> so I've come to a point where remember Zach a certain quote that our boy Watery said in Reorly in April, he said, look up in the sky. I don't think he said that part, but he said, <laughs> he said, the, sh the stars shine the brightest at the face of adversity. Um, Translated in English, of course, but you know how that goes. Basic, what happens is when, f when at the face of certain a certain type of uh situation everybody will handle things differently the hive mind might handle or rather there will be a large percentage of people that handle things a certain way which leaves a small percentage of people to handle it a different way and those small percentage is what ends up outshining the rest whether it be for a good or a bad reason they take note and then there are also those people who are just looking for a reaction to their reaction. You know, like, 
like you were saying, you know, there are, there are people who, and especially in the uh, in the COD community and the editing community and everything like that, like they're they will just go for the throat for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. and you know they will they will just absolutely destroy someone's career for no fucking reason. Yes, well, that's not my point here. But the point I'm trying to make here is that while that happens. I'm isolating myself from that because that's not healthy. Um, anyways, I'm more in a in a way of neutrality, and I want to just well, let me finish my point. I suppose without the heat of adversity, the stars will shine. The stars, the stars, the stars will shine the brightest. Meaning that, okay, do it, Zach. Go ahead. The shards will yep. be the smelliest. Thank you. So. <laughs> Around the time where World War II came out, Call of Duty World War II. Yeah. It was an interesting time because not a lot of people were fucking with COD. Infinite Warfare came out, Advanced Warfare came out. You know, everyone's like, eh. you know, BO4 was okay. Um, we're like, eh. And then, well, I guess World War II was before BO4, I think, right? Or I cannot remember. I don't know. That's a, well, that timeline of COD was kind of wishy washy and it kind of still is. Uh, but that time was like really tough. And especially for editors, World War II kind of sucked because it was very boring. You had limited usage. You couldn't go into theater mode because there was no theater mode and you couldn't, there were no mods or anything or no nothing. Um, to There's no depth of field. Well, there ended up being some, but that was after the fact. You know, all, everything was kind of lame and editors were not digging it. So they went back to editing Black Ops 2 because they they they're, they they they're, they're because they are they're afraid to tackle new things and they're they're afraid to grow. And that's besides. Sorry, that was uh, bad. Apologize for that. <clears throat> so I said, well, I that's that's kind of stupid because all the people, all the, the the players are playing World War II, the current COD because that's where you're going to get into teams and stuff. That's where you're going to advance into teams. Not because you're a good BO2 player. Well, I don't care if you're a good BO2 player. It's been out for like five years now. Who the fuck cares? You're killing it in World War II. World War II is making content. We want World War II editors. Well, I said, I'm, I'll edit some World War II. So I edited World War II. I edited to my 90s music because that's what I was doing. And I made a name for myself. And from that, I joined Red. From that, I did all sorts of things. And I became that, that World War II editor who would edit anything. I always edit the new cuts because it's always a challenge. How can I make the new COD enjoyable? How can I make the new COD watchable and not just make people go, man, I'm just, I'm just going to watch cut and paste Black Ops 2 edit again because this is boring as shit. Now, I agree. Those Black Ops 2 edits are fantastic because it's had a lot of room to mature, a lot of room to grow, a lot of mods, a lot of all sorts of things to make that game look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long, long, long edited game where everybody knows how to make that look beautiful. Who the fuck cares, Zach? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? That game came out in 2012. Nobody cares about how that how your edit looks and how your BO2 edit looks because you're not doing anything. And to that I say, why are you still an editor? Not for any malicious reason, but it's like, why why are you joining any teams? No? Okay, well, what is it? Well, the the response would just simply be because my friends are still doing it. I still have editing friends. I still kind of like editing, and that's fine. So in it, they're not really in it to join. Teams. I'm not in it to join teams anymore. Um, but they're just kind of here and they're doing their thing and they're making edits 
but they're making edits for their friends. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see it. I'm not making edits for my friends. I'm making edits for the people. I'm making edits for the audience. I'm making edits for the players that I'm working with. I'm making edits for feedback and criticism. I'm making edits for love and praise. I'm making edits for the people's act, not for my close friends who will, I could tweet, I could tweet, uh, edit, and my close friends be like, good shit, bro. And I'm like, yeah, bro. And that's it. What the fuck did I just waste two hours of my life for? Right. So I don't want that. That's not what I'm here for. That's not why I'm so. That's not why I'm still editing, and I haven't been editing in a long time because I've been learning. Because it's more to edits than what has been going on recently. Because recently, like I said, it is now. I'm finally bringing my point. I'm finally digging my point. Thank God. I know. Um, <laughs> editing nowadays is very copy and paste, cut and dry. It's very simple to do nowadays. You just need an afternoon, a cup of coffee. And some time. I, that, that would be an afternoon. I didn't need to say that part. Um, and anybody can do it now. Anybody. You just need some patience and to be able to watch the tutorial. If you can't do it, then that just means you have no patience. Or you're not interested. That's fine. You don't have to be interested in editing. It's fine. It's all good. Maybe you're just not an editor. That's fine. I'm not, I, I love tech. I could never 3D model. That shit's fucking hard as shit. I'm an editor. I, that should be part of my wheelhouse. Right. I can't do that shit. That's hard. <laughs> so my point is that there's more to editing than that. Like I said, the 3D modeling and stuff, they do that stuff and they shine the brightest Zach in adversity, in the darkness of everybody who's doing the same exact thing. Everybody's on this plateau making this amount of these edits. This is this this foundation. And there's all and if you can do something that isn't that, then you'll break free. Like a chandelier, Zach. And you'll shine. <laughs> I'll stop, sorry. <laughs> bright, I didn't stop, Zach, because you will shine bright. Whether it be for a good or a bad reason, you'll be different. And now that I've been doing this for a very long time, I have gotten into the mode where, yes, even my edits have begun to be copy and paste. I'm doing the same exact thing over and over again. And that's why I haven't been editing. But I haven't been editing because I hated it. I've been editing because I've been learning and I've been studying here and there, watching videos. That's how you study as an editor. You watch videos from old, from new, cinematic to home, from home amateur. You watch videos and you watch and you study how things do or how people do things. And you study how that, that when they do things, what the reaction of the audience is. I don't know if there's a word for this. And so I've made this word up. I've coined another phrase, Zach. Hobbyism was first. Cinematic psychology. I like that. Thank you. I've been saying that. Because I, I don't know what else to call it. The idea that... Just this general idea of everything that has to do with cinema and the reaction you get from the audience. What can you do to make the audience compelled? Right. If you have... This edit with a bunch of sick fucking effects. Yeah, that looks cool. They're going to, and then that's awesome. And you'll get a bunch of likes and that's great. And then they're going to move on to the next edit that does that. Right. What can I do as an editor who doesn't do that? Because I think a bunch of effects is, is uh, you know, bloatware is the, the project in my opinion, if, especially when it's done incorrectly. What can I do as an editor who only does basic things like sync and flow to keep the audience compelled? Because 
if you, in case you don't know, there's more to editing than just dumping VFX. There's framing, there's composition, there's under, understanding contrast. Right. Yeah. Why do you think I put on this hoodie, Zach? Contrast. Contrast. Differentiation. Audience reaction. Audio. Audio manipulate, uh, manipulation. When you're making cinematics, how you do those cinematics, how you frame them, where you frame them, how much dolly, how much camera movement should I do versus how much should I frame it in After Effects in post, and how much should I move that position, those position keyframes and those rotation keyframes versus how much I should do that in the actual game cinematic camera. How can I where if I am just thinking one two three four one two three four where can I find somewhere else to where can I skip where can I add a sync point where can I change where can I do that to make it different where can I change things where can I make it so that the audience is more compelled where can I lead the audience's eye with the gun at this moment with a cinematic or, or where can I lead the soldier the subject the cinematic where I position that soldier in that cinematic is where the audience let is where the audience's eye is last the uh, last positioned at and that's where the next clip is where do i want their eye to to end up at to continue the project to continue the editing flow the way i want it to be how can i position how the frame the lines the color these things Zach, that i've been studying a lot mm -hmm. cinematic psychology how does how can one movie from one director looks so vast, dra drastically different from a movie from another director. Oh, because he had different editors. No! No, not because he had different editors. Oh, that's true. Oh, because he color graded it differently. No, that's not. Well, that's true. But it's the, the position, the, the story, the storyboards are different. The shot calling is different. The direction is different. The atmosphere is different. Right. The leading the the uh, the 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 role the 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 ability to be the leader of or rather the the leading style to lead the crew is different. Mm -hmm. The relationships are different. I love how much stuff you're bringing up just kind of like offhand because I feel like we could go into a lot of mm -hmm. detail about a lot of yes. different things because there's all sorts of things I think about and things I've been studying. I don't write them down, so I am kind of just talking out of my ass. But I've been, I've been, I've been paying very close attention to these things. I've been paying close attention to how Jackie Chan's movies here in America differed from back when he was in uh, the back in his uh, Chinese movies, mm -hmm. which that video portrayed very well, and why they can still hold up and why they are different even though they're still doing the same Chinese choreographed fights. How or why are they different? Not because they use different moves, not because Jackie Chan is older, because the shot calls were different. Right. The the pacing and the timing is different. Yeah. The direction was different and they they took a different approach of something that is very similar. Mm -hmm. But if you take the same situation, right? You and I about to throw hands, stage fighting style, right? Aww. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, and then 
basically it's how you move the camera, how you move the subjects, how you can change the way that the fight feels depending on where the camera is. Mm -hmm. Because if you want it to be very intimate and personal, you know, you're getting real up close and personal with that camera to see all of these things that are happening. If you just want it to be a part of like you and I throwing hands while there are like hundreds of people around us also throwing hands, mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of become a part of this entire thing. Mm -hmm. And so you can, the, the position of the camera, the position of the people, the way that the camera changes, the way that the, the music that is used can change the way that that moment feels is all so important and it's little itty bitty little tiny details that can make such a drastic difference mm -hmm. because you're you're able to you're able to manipulate it so much with so many different things and you know you you take i i'm, I'm trying to come up with examples but it it's hard it's hard to like just come up with something right off the top of my head but <laughs> it's okay you know you you find those moments where you are like to to have a greater understanding of these things means that you're able to do things that are subconscious or like subconsciously people don't really notice but it mm -hmm. makes you feel a certain way and and that that cinematographic or cinema blah, 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 cinema psychology that you were talking about mm -hmm. it it's important because you know it's it's movie magic in its own way it is because you you take a moment that you want to be very personal and you want it to be very sad or whatever the color grading can change that the music can change that the framing of the camera can change that mm -hmm. does the camera move or does it stay the same you know like is there any zooming happening is is the subject just sitting in one place and how can you make it so that where they are in the frame can convey that emotion that you want to convey this is why i think i watched the jujitsu guys in movie jujitsu guys in zero and from the on looking from the off looking in out looking in um that's not the right phrase i wanted to use i'm sorry okay from the outside looking in no that that's not even the that's not even the what i wanted to use it's not correct okay anyways oh. let me change that <laughs> <laughs> um from maybe perhaps in the, the perspective of someone who watches a lot of anime and maybe someone like me uh, come and look at it and you may think oh this is some shonen bait again right and it was 100 shonen bait sick as fuck fighting and you know as fun as fuck but I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. Why? Because there's more to it than just the fighting that I was able to recognize. And like I said, I've been really into this martial arts type of things. The choreography for those fights, beautiful. Absolutely stunning. And the flow that, and you're going to watch, I don't know if you're going to watch this in Kaisen, but if you do, the flow that they do with the music is phenomenal. I love that so much. It's phenomenal. And it's a, such a different... I explained it before. I, think, I don't know if I did, but I'll say it again because this is now the conversation. Uh, the difference between... I, I, I explained in the past that Jujutsu Kaisen was um, the Demon Slayer of that year. Because right. Demon Slayer came in like 2019, I think. Jujutsu Kaisen was 2020. 
And, you know, and that was the big thing. Mm-hmm. I said that, but I didn't say that in the fact that they were both just cut and paste shonen. I mean, sure they were, but the elements of them are different. Because Demon Slayer is very triumphant, and Jujutsu Kaisen can be as well. Um, but it has these, the, 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 the just even to the arrangement, the scoring is different. It's more orchestra. It's more big. Right. It's high in volume. Jujutsu Kaisen is very modern. Like I said, like kind of like this kind of fast paced, jumpy kind of not necessarily 808 because I think a Japanese um, just in general music, they still use elements such as actual drums and actual guitars and stuff rather than relying too heavily on, you know, things like 808s and such. Not that that's a bad thing, um, but you can differentiate that. But they're still there, of course. And you have this groovy type of a vibe and it's just like it's very modern and it's very fun. And yeah. it's like, this is great. This is, I'm happy. This is, and, and they're, they're, they're fighting and shit. And they're like, ooh, damn. Right. You know, you're having a time. Very different. Oh, sorry. Very different type of mood. But that doesn't make it bad. It makes it different. And I'm watching Jusu Kaisen and, or the movie. And the mo- the music is, plays such a vital role in the way that it's choreographed or, or rather the choreograph and the music play together so well that it made the movie outstanding because if this was if there was any different i would have hated that fucking movie because it would have been boring as shit i said it i said it that being said the main part of it um the main emotional part of it i actually did get kind of emotional but it was too quick because it was a movie i understand it's a whole manga like a whole side manga juice kaisen um so it's like you gotta fit in an hour and 45 i understand you know it's tough right um so I, I do wish that they had more uh, in that area, especially since the girl that portrayed was my favorite voice actress. And when I heard her voice, I was like, fuck. So anyways, anyways, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I'm having a time. They're moving and they're fighting in there. And then and, and there's, you know, the narrative that they have is is fantastic because it's all encompassed together in a fantastically well done bundle. And if and I don't know if you watch it, but when you watch it, boy, I'd love to talk about it because I've been holding this shit in for a really long time. And ain't nobody want to fucking talk about Jesus Kaisen I'll, I'll other than the cool ass fight. And man, that man, that 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 curse was sick as fuck. I don't care. Bro, the way that bro, the way that electric guitar connected with his punch was sick as hell. You know, it, it's so funny that that this ended up tying together so well because Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer are a perfect example of how you can take different, like the way that the copy and paste, the the copy and paste <laughs> shonen. And turn it into two entirely different things. Mm-hmm. Because, like you were saying before, Demon Slayer is very triumphant, very elegant, very emotional and powerful. And then Jujutsu Kaisen is a little... It's not, like, more lighthearted, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know? Uh, well, but, well, it de- not, at fr- not at first. Because, like I said, I was bored out of my mind the first couple of ten episodes. And then, the, then, then things start to pick up. Stakes start to happen. Yes, and then they start to get more... Point being, they use different music. They 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 used a different style of how they wanted to go about like fight scenes and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Whereas, you know, Demon Slayer, I mean, Demon Slayer is fantastic. Mugen Train, 
amazing. Mm -hmm. And you and I were absolutely gushing about that because they were able to take all of these different things that we've been talking about for the last hour and a half and they turn it into this beautiful, wonderful, like strong, triumphant moment. Mm -hmm. And you just got to sit there and be like, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that you get hyped for a different reason mm -hmm. and you get hyped in a different way than you would with Jujutsu Kaisen. And mm -hmm. it's not because one is better than the other. It's because they took two similar concepts and did them in such a vastly different way that yes like yes, yes you yes. know you know what i'm trying to say it's i know like, what you're trying to say because that's the point that i've been trying to make the point of same exact blah 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 blah, blah copy and paste type of shit how do you make them different you look into it more and you study more and you just be a little creative you have you have your way with it, but not too much. But you but you have to have a little bit of creative flow to add your own personalities into it. Demon Slayer has his own personality. Jujutsu Kaisen has his own personal uh, personality. Right. It's very stark, stark difference. Uh, if you ever end up watching Jujutsu Kaisen and you watch the movie, I would love to watch it with you. But because I want to rewatch it really bad. But you like a lot of people are like comparing Mugen Train and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, and I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. They're both way too different. That's like comparing Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and No Game No Life Zero. Yeah. It's like, like what? what? The what why? The fuck? Why? <laughs> I, they're both bangers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so funny. I I remember I was rewatching the No Game No Life movie. Um, and I like before the movie even started, this was after we did the episode about it. I was like, I hope you know, I have fucking way too much to say about this movie because it is so fucking good. Uh, and so I just was like, all right, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And then after the movie, if you want to talk about it, let's fucking talk about it. Yes. And then after the movie, I was talking to my friend and I was like, do you see why I loved this movie so much? And they were like, fucking yes. And I was like, see? <laughs> yeah. That's my point. And it's it's good for a different reason. Yes. Zach, would you... How... Can you compare... Spider-Man No Way Home to Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, here's a here's a here's a better here's a better one. Spider-Man No Way Home and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Can you compare them? Mm, see, that's hard because they're still Spider-Man. So you can oh, you true, can true, like true, the true. way that that'd be uh, Spider-Man versus I don't fucking know Transformers. Thank you for that. I don't, <laughs> Or I don't know why I'm just doing robots right now. Spider-Man to fucking uh, Mission Wolverine. Impossible. No, you can't. No, they're very different, <laughs> and they're both good in their own way. And I, mean, I might, I might like more than one more than the other, but I can't compare them. Like that'd be, like, yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise didn't shoot that web. I'm like, well. <laughs> Well, he did, but into that girl, you know, like, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> that is like, 
Oh, but he doesn't have superpowers. He's fucking Tom Cruise, bro. <laughs> he's, he's Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise. <laughs> like you can't you can't judge Tom Cruise for playing Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise movie because he's not fucking Spider-Man or he's not, you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine mm -hmm. because it's two entirely different things. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that one is better than the other for any particular reason. It means that they are different and mm -hmm. different is good. And to portray a story that is very different you have to go about it very differently mm -hmm. and if you want to tell a similar story in a different way then it's going to have a different impact when well, you look at spider-man it's just told three different four four different ways all of them are good all I of them are good. fuck exactly and you can like one or the other but they're all very different and those you can compare that's fine because they're spider-man you don't compare spider-man to star wars what the fuck it, it, or like, and then Samuel L. Jackson held his purple lightsaber and went, <laughs> "What the fuck? No, he didn't. No, what the? <laughs> he he was holding his lightsaber, and then he put on an eye patch, and now he's Nick Fury. <laughs> you know? Like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> yeah, it, I'm trying to think of a different way to explain the same thing, but we've said it in so many yes, different exactly. ways. Exactly. I hope you can get it at this point. Yes, don't. Yes, that's all I'm saying. So, um, Cliff Notes. Just guys, it was good. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I'm glad you watched it too. No, I want to watch it. <laughs> if you do, let me know. Um, I don't think I can watch it with you because uh, I think I get bored in my mind for seven episodes. But um, let me know when you watch the movie. I'll be down. <laughs> I, I don't know Bro. if it's gonna stream though. I'm pretty sure it should. Cause no, abs there's absolutely no way it's gonna be on Crunchyroll to stream because. We did it with Mugen Train, and that would be a, a fantastic, uh, you know, thing to have in your library to oh, get people yeah. into your streaming service, right? So, yeah. Um, but I will say, damn, I love to rewatch that because that shit was fire. And I, I'm glad I watched it. And the theater experience was fucking nuts. Gotta say. Makes me wish I really was at Mugen Train at the theater because I bet you that shit would have went hard as fuck. But hey, you know, you live and you learn. I'm glad I watched Jason Kaisen in uh, Zero in uh, uh, the theater. So I don't know. Maybe we'll Dude, watch another anime movie in the theater soon. That's a uh, high octane or maybe not high octane. Bro, if they come out with another Demon Slayer movie, we're going to see it. I'm sure they will because what they're doing now is after Mugen Train dropped a movie. After uh, Demon, sorry, Demon Slayer dropped Mugen Train the movie and it hit box offices top number one and all that type of shit. They're mm -hmm. like. Damn. Fuck these streaming shit. Let's just make movies. <laughs> I was talking with a coworker who watches Attack on Titan. And they had the their last final season <laughs> um, just recently. But she told me that there's like six more chapters in the manga left. And I'm like, there is? Hmm? She's like, okay, so what's bet what's gonna happen? They're gonna make a fucking movie. And they're gonna milk that damn series dry. Because this is it. This is it. They're gonna make no more move. They're gonna make no more money anymore. What we're gonna do? We're gonna drop this movie, hit box office top one, and racking that dough, baby. Yep. And I ain't even mad. Cause I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I would be a little mad though, probably as an Attack on Titan fan, because I cannot imagine how a movie can exist with only six chapters of a manga. Then again, I don't know. Maybe they can do it. I am afraid to see if they fail to do it, but I understand 
you know, with the, the, the uh, you know, you look at Mugen Train and how can you not? Right. You look at Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and how can you not? So, and I don't know, maybe they do something spectacular and, and I can imagine if they make that movie spectacular, the fans would be absurdly happy about that. Like you would, like Dude. imagine finishing like a, an anime series, finishing it off, a long anime series on your phone in, or like on your gamer chair on a monitor versus in the big screen. And you're sitting there and you're watching the credits roll and you're like, damn, that was fucking dope. And I, I have a special appreciation for anime movies and, and all of that kind of stuff because like there, there is no way that like with Mugen Train, you know, that you can you can see the 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 increase in like the attention to detail and mm -hmm. like the you know the the budget that was backing it as opposed to like you know the I'm sure that the first season of, of Demon Slayer because it was the first season and everything like that, you know, it's just kind of like eh, I don't know, we'll see how this goes. But once they have the backing of like we can basically do whatever the fuck we want right now and we can make it look fucking phenomenal mm -hmm. like it's it's such an interesting experience and like seeing movies that were made after the tv series or after the the anime came out like they're so good and it's so sick mm -hmm. and i love it and i honestly the only reason why i want to watch jujitsu kaisen is so i can watch the movie <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame you because that movie was fucking sick. Fight yeah. that damn final fight scene, which I obviously want to say, but goddamn, bro, the music was so perfect. Oh my god, the amount of time, like I was, I didn't stand up or nothing because that would have been weird. But maybe if it was opening night, that I would have, all of us would, hundred percent, would like, woo, you know? Oh yeah, but I obviously didn't because there's like five of us, <laughs> but. I was watching, I was like, oof, oh, mm, to myself, obviously, but I'm like, damn, they're going hard. Damn. Oh my God, bro. No, it's just this, that once, uh, they did it in the anime too. I, I watched the movie and I had three episodes of the anime left because I thought it was kind of it, but uh, I mean, it, it seemed like they were entering this filler stage, kind of like Demon Slayer. Um, oh, they yeah. kind of did, but not really. Um, it was it was okay. Um, but then the final episode, oh my fucking, <gasps> I fucking creamed. I, they, I, Zach, I've been around the block, Zach. I've seen a lot of animes in my time. Right. Okay? And I'm going to say the words that nobody was expected, expecting me to say for Jujutsu Kaisen. There is a sequence in the final episode that is my favorite sequence of all anime I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And it's very simple, and I'm not going to say why, because at some point, you're, I'm just telling you this right now, I know. Um, but I'm a great salesman, but I fucking lost it, because it was it's so simple, but when it was happening, I was like, ah, ah, let's go! Yeah, I was, it was, it because there's different types of feelings that I get, and that's why that idea of my favorite sequence ever is very broad. What that could be something hype, that could be something sad, that could be something happy, that could be something sad. I don't know, uh, scary. I don't know. It's very broad. So right now, this feeling I had of hype and anticipation is what 
is what is what is crowned as my favorite sequence and i'm not sure if i want that to be my favorite or the one in the movie because that one is really fucking meaty too and i never thought as someone like me who watches damn people camping <laughs> would ever have that type of thing be my number one right a feeling not anime relax chill um but i i still like i personally still prefer demon slayer which is fair which is fair that doesn't mean that Jujutsu kaisen is bad or is better is in comparison because they're both really top tier for different reasons i'll explain for like past 30 minutes but yeah no that that damn sequence the final episode i'm like Oh my god, bro. Oh, this damn guitar, this damn power cord is lifting my soul. I'm like, oh, I'm in my, I'm in my bed. It's like four in the morning, Zach. And I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> I just, I just imagine like in a wall away, your brother just hears, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> uh, I'm a normie now. If that, if that's what that means to like Jujutsu Kaisen, then I'll be a normie. But I'm all showing it now, Zach. I'm gonna watch some girly show now because I, oh my lord, I, I, I've, I've watched too, I've too many, too many, too many dude shows, Zach. I need to watch some wholesome romance real quick. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Next time on the Uned Podcast, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, <laughs> that's usually how it goes, honestly. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm not gonna force you. You do what you wanna do. No, but now I fucking want to. Ah, uh, yes, because I'm a damn salesman. See? Bro, you sell me on a lot of the shows that I've watched on my own. Because you'll sit here and talk about it and you'll be like, oh my god, this is so good. And then like with Violet Evergarden, you'll sit there and show me like screenshots and shit. And I'm like, wow, that's fucking beautiful. And then I watch it and I'm like, wow, that's fucking beautiful. Exactly. See, the people weren't expecting me to pitch Jam just Kaisen. That was not in the bingo card, Zach. <laughs> that was not in the bingo. Is Arthur going to Pitch Jujutsu Kaisen? Really? No way. I put my firstborn child on that. You pitch Clannad and and Violet ever got Jujutsu Kaisen? No way. You you have strictly forbidden me from watching uh, Clannad. So not unless you can prove to me, Zach, that you think you're ready. How do I even do that? You figure that out on your own, Zach. But I'll say one thing: I will not watch it with you. <laughs> You're gonna watch. You will watch it in the comfiest state that you can find yourself in, the most immovable, most ininterruptible state that you can ever find yourself in. And cry. And cry, not to anybody, to yourself. And you keep watching, and you think about life, and you think about yourself, and you think about the stories that you've told, and the stories that you want to told, and you think about the people around you, you think about your family, you think about your soon-to-be family. That's what Clannad is, Zach. If you think that you're ready for that, then come to me. And I will determine that for you. I love how you're just trying to save me from, like, emotional destruction. Emotional damage! God damn it. It's just <laughs> fucked, Zach. But it's beautiful. But it's fucked. But it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. So... Where are we at? Was that it? Uh, or do you yeah. want anything more to say? Um, feel free, Zach. Zach's I mean, corner. 
Zach's corner. Uh, honestly, I think I think that this is a great episode to just kind of talk about how you know you could be interested in anime or you know like murder mystery shows or like you know whatever but they they can all be appreciated and admired for different reasons Mm -hmm. and you and i look at it from a little bit more of like an in-depth kind of nitty-gritty type way but even though we do that it's still like we still have that kind of surface level appreciation of just like that was really fucking cool um and so you know you don't have to be like a a professional cinematographer to be able to sit in a movie theater and be fucking hyped about a movie Mm -hmm. and also you don't need to be a fucking anime connoisseur to sit and and watch Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer or like any of the shows that we really talked about Mm because they're all really fucking good Mm -hmm. so you know if if you want to go down the rabbit hole and and figure out how things work why things are the way that they are why someone would would shoot a scene in a movie like that you do that or you know you could just sit back and enjoy the ride as it was intended to be mm-hmm. because everything is made for just the average consumer everything is made to just consume as a consumer you said Obtain information. And enjoy. And enjoy. That's really all it is. That's really all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. If it is anything more than that, then you're trying too hard. Right. Entertainment is meant to isolate your brain from the realities of all sorts of things. And maybe to, depending on the film, put you into a different reality. Right. Or even the same reality from our past. Whatever that may be. Yeah. But the point is not for you to recognize that you're sitting on a chair right now. Exactly. So don't think about it too much. But think about it. But think about it, yeah. And think about subscribing. If you like in talks like that, talks like this, talks about all sorts of things. Anime, music, tech. Those are our three big things. Um, We didn't really talk about tech too much. Um, I'm building a keyboard soon. Yeah. For someone else, yeah. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> Use case. Consider <laughs> uh, subscribing and like. We have yeah. some links in the description as well for Patreon copy if those are ready. Um, our links for socials, and that's all I have for y'all. I'm not gonna do a super long fucking outro like Zach does every time. Hope you guys have a good day, and I appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Dick. <laughs>